Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Are you hungry for adventure? Do you crave hilarious and perilous tabletop campaigns? Don't bother rolling perception, pal. We've got you covered. Behold, Dungeons and Doritos. Nerdy Show's epic tabletop audio drama. A cinematic serial of mayhem-filled, morally questionable quests at DungeonsAndDoritos.com. The following episode of Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Drag is the new spandex. What's going on, everybody? Pat DeBerry here, and we are back, 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 back again. This time, it was called for. So, we are here. We are in the month of September 2021. Dear Lord, this year is just flying on by. I'm being joined on the East Coast by Eric. Hello. And on the West Coast by Brian. Howdy. And we are here because we did discuss a little bit of this topic on Patreon. So if you're one of our patrons, uh, you already have heard some of our thoughts on this topic. But we wanted to revisit and dig in a little deeper into the season of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars that has just recently come to a completion. And just a warning... We will be talking about everything. So, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I've never done a spoiler warning on any of our episodes. I don't know why I'm starting now. And if you haven't been keeping up, if you haven't if you haven't been spoiled by now and you're listening to this episode, then you are a brave soul that is just itching for, for this to be spoiled for you. So, I will put it out there. If you haven't watched the end of the season or the whole season and you don't want to know the outcome of certain things, then turn back now and revisit this after you've watched the show. But with that being said, we are going to discuss All-Stars 6 
And uh, yeah, we're not going to do it the way that we've done some recaps or I'm sorry, recaps in the past. We're not going to break it down by episode because then we'd be here for like 12 hours because God knows it takes us forever to talk about an episode. And uh, we've got lives and would like to make this a little bit shorter. So we're going to break this into kind of uh, segments. We'll talk about their entrances, the cast, the challenges as a whole, runways, and then obviously that finale. And we're going to roll through it into a lovely floor splay, just like turning a hangover into day drinking. Nobody saw that Trixie Mattel tweet? No. Nope. Oh, there's a... She utilized the video of uh, that that roll, that slip into a roll, and t- uh, captioned the tweet, me turning a hangover into day drinking. And that is just how life is. All right, so let's chat about the cast. What did y'all think about the cast when it was announced? The girls that were brought back during the pandemic. I mean, we're still in the pandemic. I hate how that's phrased. You know what I mean? In the height of wave number one through seven, these queens were tasked with putting together a package and showing up to film All Stars for our entertainment. What did y'all think of them? I was very excited and thrilled to see some of my Orlando friends up there on the main stage. Uh, Miss Ginger Minge, of course, uh, who all of our listeners know is a friend and honorary member of our podcast, uh, uh, at least when she has time. <laughs> She's not doing famous and exciting things uh, in the world. But no, she uh, th- thrilled to see her. Sonique Kylie, Sonique Love, uh, also past a guest on our show and another amazing uh, four-time Orlando-based entertainer. Uh, Pandora, amazing. Love her. Geekiest, one of the geekiest queens, I think, ever on Drag Race. Um, And uh, keeping it real. Uh, Eric, I don't know if you caught the, um, her lipstick, lipstick, lipstick message uh when she left uh lovely douglas adam quotes uh douglas adams quote uh so long and thanks for all the fish oh yeah i was like oh it's so perfect um and eureka who at first oh actually let me do this eureka and silky rounding off the rounder queens that were on the on the show two queens that i did not love in their initial seasons however both have won me over in different ways Eureka through her work on the HBO show We Are Here and Eureka or uh, sorry, uh, Silky through her. Well, we'll talk about it. Uh, her legendary <laughs> redemption run. Uh, all the other queens, uh, Raja, Kyria, Trinity, Scarlet Envy, Serena. Uh, who else? Jiggly, of course. Oh, yeah. Also round. <laughs> I don't want to leave her off the list of our, our thick and beautiful queens. Uh, they were all great, too. You know, but uh, love, love, love the uh, the 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 other queens I mentioned. So, yeah, I love the cast. Well, fuck Jan's drag. Oh, Jan. (laughs) I mean, I don't hate her. I don't I don't know how to feel about Jan. I just I'm it's complicated with her. Right. Like, I understand why Rue likes to crush her spirit. (laughs) Well, no, I get the whole Rue. The joke is, you know, RuPaul wants to crush Jan's spirit, so she keeps bringing her on to send her home. So Jan broke her runway? 
Yeah, so exactly. So she broke her. RuPaul uh, trying to break Jan, so Jan broke her lights. Uh, I mean, I anyway. Yeah, sure, sure, Jan. <laughs> I don't know, Eric. What about you? I thought it was a great, well-rounded cast. Um, Stop talking about Jiggly like that. <laughs> uh, she said we can call her Jiggly. This is true. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, a lot. There were quite a number of queens who I didn't necessarily care for on their original seasons that came back and got to show a lot more and how they've evolved. And I love to see it. You love to see it. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Scarlet, I thought was a lot better this time around. Um, I thought Trinity was amazing. Raja was fantastic. Um, and that in how elevated their drags were from their first time and how much better they'd become as performers, um, and reality show contestants. Um, yeah, so I thought it was a great solid cast, um, compared to the past couple seasons, I think. I hear you. I wasn't as, uh, thrilled. I have not been quiet about my my thoughts when the season was announced or even before that when the quote-unquote speculated casts you know we all knew it was happening and who was there but when that cast was talked about i was like oh really like these are people that i don't want to watch week after week after week especially on another streaming platform but this season was really good i mean serena cha-cha she might be a fantastic person but Honestly, who cares? <laughs> it was one of those where I, I, if I had never seen her again on my TV screen and in the competition like RuPaul's Drag Race, I'd have been fine. But whatever. She came in, she did her one episode and then her first lip sync in the redemption. And, you know, it was good. Everybody else, Yada, Pandora, Kylie, all of these early season queens getting a chance to come back and, and really shine was great. Uh, I really don't think that this is the way that the show has evolved has let itself be a platform that Yara can really work well. She's fantastic and her looks are amazing and she is insane, but I don't think that this is a competition that really highlights her in, in the best way possible anymore. It's not like her original season which that, I mean, I think that eventually broke her because mm-hmm. she got to a point where she just gave up. And I don't think she's ever 100% really bounced back from that as far as like the competition itself. And this, the competition now compared to All-Stars 1 and um, her original season, season 3, uh, is a million times different. But it was great to see her. It's great when early season queens get a chance to come back and be reintroduced to a newer audience. So that was fantastic. I still am not a fan of Silky. She may be a nice person, but I've said it once and I will say it again. When you decide to just flagrantly travel abroad during a global health crisis, I don't like you. And it will take a lot for me to uh, change my opinion on that. And Eureka, 
nice person when we worked together back in the day when she was on season 10 great work on we're here still couldn't care less about having her on my television screen during this competition and i'm still upset that she came back and took trinity's spot in the top four that trinity worked her damn ass off to get to and because they wanted to craft this storyline they took trinity out and that made me mad but overall fantastic cast ginger minge getting another chance it's tough i'm glad that she got the opportunity to showcase how amazingly well she could do uh she did well in her season all stars 2 was a bit rough uh just because you know she stumbled and and Alyssa took the chance to send her home but to come back on this season and really just showcase all of her talents she did fantastic i still would like to see other queens get an opportunity before a queen comes back for a third or who knows a fourth time and get that opportunity to be reintroduced to audiences or to have a chance for an all-stars redemption sonique love 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 her run i'm so glad that she got the chance to come back 11 years later and do all of that like just great i you know they overall this cast just blew me away even the ones that i may not have loved there were points where they all just showcased immense talent and i was very happy to watch the season i looked forward to it and i did my best to not see spoilers i knew most of what was going down as far as elimination order um from spoilers but to watch it play out was great to see so uh those are our thoughts on that as far as the cast goes let's talk about the challenges were there any highlights for you all um eric let's throw it over to you any challenges from this season that stood out uh good or maybe that stood out as uh why is this on my television right now for the next 40 (laughs) minutes um i think uh the pink table talks was a really good um challenge that was a new one where they had a kind of have a more intimate chat um people were hope or the judges were hoping to see them show a little more vulnerability instead of just being jokey jokey all the time and i think there was a good amount of that um and you got that really awesome line from uh kylie where it was uh i'm sorry i can't quote it correctly pat can you say it i'm trying to see if i can remember it verbatim Don't let that hurt child make your adult decisions. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, As far that's my good. As far as bad, my goodness, that Rumerican horror story, (laughs) Coven Girls. Um, Don't you mean Covent Girls? As RuPaul kept saying, kept saying Covent Girls. that hour and a half long acting challenge that they did. Oh, God. Goodness, that felt like way more than nine minutes. Um, please bring in new writers for those things. Seriously. Please. Please, please do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. You didn't think that uh, did. 
drag tots was worse than that. <laughs> I mean, as far as them having to, it gave them an excuse to have a sewing challenge. I felt it was a little better than the princess challenge they did back on season nine. Princess uh, disaster. <laughs> I mean, but honestly, but that I mean, gave even, us even though th- the best uh, read that turned into a song ever. <laughs> That's true. That was that episode. Um, and the two songs that they did this season, I didn't care for the show up queen and the, was it, this is our country. Is that what it is? <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. This drag totally is our land. You. This drag is your land. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This is our country. You are correct. Um, but overall, I think the contestants elevated the challenges to be better than they actually were. For sure. Brian, what were your highs and lows for the challenges? Oh, I mean, the uh, Pink Table Talk was really fun, and I, I'm glad they have a new challenge. Uh, I also really like the monologues. I don't know that they've done that exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've certainly done like a stand-up, and they've done probably some other things similar, but I liked the uh, very moth radio hour, uh, whatever, spoken word thing that they did. Um, of course, always a favorite. Well, no, that's not true. Sometimes a favorite is uh, the... Uh, Oh God, what's it called now? Uh, Snatch Game of Love. Uh, yeah. This this year probably was one of the strongest, I think, overall. There was definitely some weak spots, but Ginger's uh, Phyllis Diller, Eureka's Divine, and there was one more. Uh, Kylie's Dolly Parton. Oh, thank you. Kylie's Dolly. Yes. All three. Uh, Latoya. Raj's Latoya is okay too but overall just very strong and i like that format where they don't just have them sitting there in like the hollywood squares because i feel like having a few of them at a time gives you a chance to like let them really think and interact with each other in a in a in a less chaotic way and i think that helps uh but it does not mean that they're going to succeed as uh, we saw with trinity and uh poor old pandy um but yeah low low point would definitely be drag tots and uh coven uh horrors whatever yeah that thing just stop just stop the acting challenges are dumb like there's sometimes that they work okay but in spite of the material and not because of it see i don't think drag tots the challenge on the runway wasn't that bad it was the cartoon and the the voiceovers that they had bianca and latrice do where they didn't they just handed them lines and they had to read them as if nobody knew what was going to happen it was just Here's some lines to read. We'll splice them together how we feel fit. It bothers me because it's one of those most gratuitous things World of Wonder will do to promote its own stuff. And anytime the show kind of goes there without it knowingly kind of winking a nod, which, by the way, Drag Tots, not so much. Pretty straightforward, like pushing that, right? It just, and oh, one more thing. This is a total side note, and I won't make this long. Who is the audience for Drag Tots? Who is the audience for Q Force? These animated and and then that whatever that one that was like Ginger and a few other people a while back on Super Netflix. Drags. Yeah. Who is the audience? Is there this 
drag queen loving or queer uh, animation fans, but but adults that miss childhood like cartoons bad enough that they want this adult. Like it's a, such a weird niche like audience that they're going for and none of them work. I just watched Q force yesterday. Like the first episode does not work. It's really bad. I uh, mean, won't waste my time with drag tots. It's it we all, horrible. We, I think we all watch She-Ra. <laughs> That's different. She-Ra works because it's not pandering to uh, the LGBT community. It's just including them. And I feel like these shows that is just, non just nothing but it's they're just they're just badly written and i just i just don't know who the audience i mean if the audience is just lgbt cool queer community great i, I hope they have modest expect return on investment right but it's just so they're just bad they're not funny i just anyway sorry rant rant over uh but that was not one of my favorite um Q-Force has some fantastic lines in it i and believe you is created by and pretty much built by LGBTQIA people, creators. So, like, I don't know. Yes, we'll talk about it on the on the full cast because, spoiler <laughs> alert to. for those of you listening, that's going to be my topic. So, <laughs> oh, now, okay, I guess I'll get caught up then. But yeah, I just, mm-mm. but we'll, we'll get into that in the main. I, I missed a couple of episodes over the over the weekend, but pretty much went through all ten episodes. It has its moments of, oh, God, what the fuck is this? But I, I, it had moments. Like, it really did have some good moments. And, I mean, David Harbour is, like, one of the few straight representations in the, in the show. Uh, it's a whole journey. It's a whole journey. It's, there's a lot. It, yeah. Anyway. All right. So, my... <laughs> My high points um, would definitely be the pink table talk. I think I think that's safe to say that that was the highlight of the season was that pink table talks. Uh, for the most part, there were a couple of people that that definitely stumbled in really kind of opening up. And uh, I mean, overall, it, stellar. Snatch Game was good this season. I. I don't know Phyllis Diller as well. And I don't a hundred percent. I don't, it's weird. Ginger is fantastic and will make you laugh, but I sometimes start to feel like it's just ginger being ginger with a costume on and less. So the person that she's portraying, like that's kind of how I felt about her Adele performance where it was just a lot of ginger with a funny British accent, but she slayed it. She deserved her win. Um, a little part of me feels like Kylie almost edged her out just because of the unexpectedness of how funny and how witty and how quick she was, especially considering if you know her or even just watching her on the show, you know she does tend to be a little reserved at times and a little bit soft-spoken. So for her to come out swinging in that, it was fantastic. Uh the all-star variety extravaganza, I think this season definitely was another high point. There were some really good showcasing of uh, some talent, some lip syncing. <laughs> like a lot of it was <laughs> lip syncing. Uh, hence, I think part of the reason why they stopped calling it a talent show, because most of them are just lip syncing to songs that they may have recorded before the show. 
but Jan's uh, singing performance was fantastic. Ginger's was was really cute. Yara's was fucking ridiculous, <laughs> and I don't I don't one hundred percent know if I agree with her winning, but it was entertaining as fuck. Pandora, uh, her performance of ridiculous was fantastic. The silly string shooting out of her titties was everything for me. I loved it. Um, and yeah, I guess a, a, a shout out to the the cunt monologues. That that was that was fine. I'm still mad because they sent Trinity home on that episode when it should not have happened that way. But anywho, uh, for my lower points, probably as it might sound weird to say it, I was not a fan of the halftime headliners episode. I I get that it was COVID. And they didn't want to have a ton of people together on the same spot, but they did other production numbers where they were all in the same area. So to not get like a rusical or some type of production piece like that and to get the headliners the way that they were, I didn't love all of them. And I also thought that the judging was a little spotty on that. So for me, for me, it uh, was a, a little bit of a lower point. Uh, and then I, I drag tops wasn't fantastic it, for the reason I didn't like that episode was just the ridiculous Bianca and Latrice like commentary. And I love Bianca and Latrice, but that just, I could have done without, I like them doing their presentations on the, the runway. I'm sad that Kylie forgot to unpin her, her skirt because when she spun, the skirt was supposed to, she was supposed to spin and the skirt was supposed to fall down onto the stage and reveal like the bottom half of her costume, but she forgot to unpin it. And so the skirt never came off. Oh, but they all did. They all did a fantastic job with that. All right. Let's talk redemption. So the entire season, almost to the end, we were teased with this game within a game. So for like seven days, these girls had to hear about it. So what ended up happening this season, and I am not a fan of this redemption not happening until the top four, and then the chance of somebody who was eliminated really early coming back in at the end of the game, I get that that's the goal for the person who was eliminated. It's very much like Top Chef's uh, Last Chance Kitchen and other such reality uh, formats like that. But when it's done in the middle, like they did in All-Stars 2, or even you know maybe a little bit further out, 5 or 6, I think like All-Stars 3, it gives you the opportunity to be able to have these queens have a chance to get back into the competition. Like All-Stars 3, Morgan got to come back after being eliminated first, I think it was. Yep. Was that and, why she was she- so mad? Why are you mad, well, though? She was... Why are you mad, though? Why are you mad, though? Why are you mad, though? <laughs> Why are you wig flying off to the side, Morgan? But when you get down to the top four and you bring somebody back in, you really just fuck with the girls' heads as far as um, how much they've had to compete and endure. And it, it's just shitty. And I know that's the name of the game. Even if it had just been one episode earlier... Because the girls thought they were in the finale then, and that's when it happened. So if it was just one episode before. Absolutely. Five or like at the with the top five, 
that's a whole different thing. When you walk in and you're like, we've made the top four, we're in the finale, we're in the final episode. And especially somebody like Trinity who had such a rough go in her season. I mean, granted, same thing with Raja. Um, but Eureka, you know, Eureka going out of five. Kylie, basically Ginger was the only one that had ever been to the finale before in that in that original top four. <laughs> so for the other three to kind of be there and then have that threatened and t- to be taken away really just kind of blows. But this year, for this cycle of All-Stars, they did a redemption, a super secret redemption, lip sync, battle, royale, competition, pageant, competition, extraordinaire. And uh, did it a la Last Chance Kitchen, where the eliminated queens one at a time would compete against each other. And the winning lip syncer would go on to compete the next week and try to make their way through. We just call this the um, Rue really likes Silky and wanted to give her a redemption episode. What did y'all think? Brian, what did you think of the super secret redemption competition battle pageant contest competition? I enjoyed it. I think you're absolutely right. It should not have been in the place that it was. It should have been an episode before. But I really did enjoy it. And I this is where, again, I didn't like Silky at all. I really didn't like her before on her season. I didn't love her her first couple episodes looks and, you know, she seemed like a little better, but still, and I don't obviously approve of her going to Puerto Vallarta and all that good stuff, but, but I do appreciate her drag now more than I did. I did enjoy her performances way more than any other time before her. Not that it's her idea. It was certainly others before her, but her Barbie girl, is 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 epic i am sad that akira decided to not lip sync but i understand but i did really really enjoy uh silky's performance there and her other performances uh you know who performed better than her in that in that lip sync who the video walls behind her (gasps) yeah (laughs) i'm gonna go back and watch it. i listened to race chaser and i heard them say that and i was like how did i miss that um and it's weird. Oh, I think like, everybody did until somebody posted it on Twitter and they were like, um, props go to, I think Jan might've posted it. I know I saw it on Twitter and they were like, you know, props to the, the lighting person who went ahead and programmed the walls to lip sync. I've never, they, I mean, if they've done that before in any capacity, I, I don't think so. But I, like you said, I think, I think Silky has a special place on Rue's heart. That is the opposite of Jan's place in Rue's heart. <laughs> Uh, but, and I don't know. So I know Pat, you, you just were, you just were, um, you're at continental, um, this weekend. Did you get to see any of Silky's, uh, performances there? Oh yeah. I was at Miss Continental plus where she did make uh, top five. She made top five. I mean, was it, she pretty good there. So there's not a lot of performing the only thing that they perform during is their talent uh portion of the the pageant her evening gown was i thought it was gorgeous uh it was a a brocade brocade fabric that was stoned um within an inch of its life It, it looked great she on the other hand her performance was fine her talent number was fine she did uh live uh lizzo kind of medley it was uh worship me into Mm -hmm. oh goodness i forget what the other song was but it was a live like 
a live Lizzo performance. And and that was fine. It wasn't anything to write home about. It was better than her lip sync against Nina West. Um, but, you know, nothing that made me sit there and go, oh, my God, this is amazing. Her personality and the person that she's trying to portray goes past confidence and into arrogance. And she definitely was trying to play off of the fame of being a reality television star in a competition that, for the most part, doesn't give a rat's ass about this reality television competition, especially because it has crippled quite a bit the um, the pageant world because the focus is not on pageants being the thing. Now it's, oh, if you're in drag, you want to be on RuPaul's Drag Race because you want to be world famous, this whole thing. But when she did her question and answer portion and she just, I, yeah, it was bad. It was grandiose in the worst way and it just it did not endear me my dear friends who i was there with watching the pageant are friends with her through the pageantry system and their friends and they have you know that's fine like i said she could be a great person but no it's a no from me well i'm sad to hear that but i mean also like it's it's a taste thing and i I normally am exactly where you are with that opinion as far as, and, and this was what I felt about her before, but there was something in her confessionals, something in the way she kind of reframed where she was at with the first time she was on that I appreciated. And I, I saw sort of what she was trying to do, whether that's artificial or not, I can't say, but she definitely felt like the first time she was on drag race, she was just too much. And she tried to dial it back a bit. At least at first. Now, then for the lip syncs, uh, lip syncathon, the whatever the yeah SmackDown, whatever. That's different. It has to be. That's that's a performance. That's like wrestling. It's you know the bravado, the over the top, the ego. That's what they want. I mean, they framed it as a video game. They framed it as a wrestling thing. Uh, so play into that. And the fact that she showed up, whether it was a fair situation, because she obviously had help from production uh, again i refer you to drag uh, dra- race chasers they talked about this a lot willem speculated wildly about this uh potential like uh did she have a level playing field or was she given certain things that other queens did not have um probably but did she ask for it and other queens did not who knows like that's that's the who knows right uh and obviously rupaul likes her and wanted to set this whole thing up and uh, give her a chance. But either way, you watch it. The only time I think that it was close was the Jan lip sync, which Jan admittedly came in coming out like she had just, uh, what, what did Willem say? Like uh, broken a tooth or something? <laughs> <laughs> like sucking on a big mouthful of lemons and given the worst RBF ever. Uh, other than that, Jan's, you know, uh, what was it? Heartbreaker. Uh, lip sync. I think all the rest of them were fairly one-sided, particularly Barbie Girl, obviously. Uh, and and she deserved to win. Um, the one she sided with just one person. Ah, that's true. <laughs> but no, I I I don't know. I really uh, I appreciated her more after that whole thing than I did ever before. 
I I hope she comes back in the future in some capacity. Maybe as a lip sync assassin. I think that she's earned that right. You know that 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 position. But um, but yeah, you know, I, I I enjoyed that. She gets to come back as a lip sync assassin as much as Bianca Del Rio does. No, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, she, I'm not going to say she's not talented. I will never I will never disparage a queen's talent, even if I'm not a fan of theirs. But her. I wasn't blown away by her lip syncs. I I didn't necessarily love the Barbie girl one. And maybe it's only because of the way that she was not playing to the camera. So it never looked right. Like she was always turned too much in one direction that it just, it didn't, the illusion wasn't there properly. Like you were looking at like her ear versus the side of her face. And that's a, a camera positioning thing. But you should be playing that to the camera like they the way it's set up. And that's how most of them do. But anyway, before we continue on, we want to thank you all for listening to Flame On. Go check out our website at flameonshow.com where you can not only find us on all the other social media platforms and our Twitch accounts and YouTube and all of those places, but you can also support the show by going to our Threadless shop and picking up your very own Flame On swag. Or you can go to our Patreon page and become a supporter of our podcast at any of the levels that you choose. We've got four fantastic levels with great perks for you to choose from. That's at patreon.com forward slash flame on show. And our website is flameonshow.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, Eric, what are your thoughts on the super secret redemption smackdown? Okay, I'm just going to I'll just cut myself there. <laughs> um, I thought it was a good idea to do it this way. I'll uh, um, last chance kitchen because I like those type. Well, I like that format in and of itself. And I think it's it's neat to do it this way since how uh, for all stars they don't get a chance to lip sync for their life. So this is their way to do that. Um, I don't think it should have been an episode. This was basically kind of the recap episode of the season, which I always hate anyways. I think this would have been a good way to get people to actually watch Untucked. Since how I know I didn't watch any Untucked this season. <laughs> Because most of Untucked for All-Stars is the deliberation, which we already see in the regular episode. It's so... not even, though. Like, I've after we talked last, I kind of... Because at that point, I hadn't really remembered much of Untucked. But I, I mm-hmm. paid attention more. 
all the deliberation is on the actual episode. This is just them talking. Like, there's no point to a lot of it until the queen gets sent home. And then it's their little, like, confessional goodbye time. Mm-hmm. So they could have done half the episode as the lip sync battle. Like, do the packing and, like, all of that first. And then have the the video message. And then have them hit the stage. Like, I 100% agree with you, Eric. That would have been a phenomenal way to drive Untucked as a viable companion show to the main show. Yeah, because, I mean, for Top Chef, when they do Last Chance Kitchen, that's now a digital-only series where they use it as ways to generate more ad revenue and all that kind of stuff. They get more sponsorship, whatever, for it. Um, So, you know, by making it a separate thing, that's just more time for them to do that kind of stuff as well. Um, The only thing I liked about the way they did it is that way the the um, other queens that were still in the competition got to watch it and we got to see them reacting to it, which I thought was okay. That was at least a little bit of something. Um, But as far as the actual lip syncs themselves, um, I like Jiggly's. I didn't think her versus Silky. I mean, I thought Jiggly still gave a good lip sync for girls just want to have fun. I just think, the second Silky brought out all her props, obviously it was just going to go to her. Not that Silky did anything else amazing during the lip sync. It was just, okay, yes, you did that. Great. Yeah. Um, I don't think Silky had any advantage versus any other queen. I think she may have asked for stuff that production gave her, but I think I doubt that anyone else who asked for anything was denied anything. So, because I remember back for All Stars 2 when uh, Fifi came out with that giant ray gun that then she said she made from like Gatorade bottles and cardboard that she found. The queens have can make stuff while they're there, especially since how the lip syncs happened, what, a week apart from each other? Like, I mean, what else was Silky going to do with her time in the hotel room? You mean two days apart? Yeah, it's, it's two well, days. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah well, what, what, I mean, what, whatever, still. I, I feel like well, no, it that, was, uh... that makes That actually is a huge point when it comes down to your timing, because until up until maybe the final one like eureka didn't have mm-hmm. much time they did two at the end um together so yeah like eureka probably was the only one at a disadvantage because they filmed that shortly after her elimination but it looked like for the rest of they actually filmed the week after or well i'm saying after. a week because that's yep. the how the episodes yep. air but um they filmed the the episode after yeah, so so the queen who went home on that episode didn't go until they filmed the following episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But I think so the, would... the the criticism that Willem had was, you know, Eureka or sorry, uh, Silky had a sewing machine probably to do some of that. 
Um, that was something that she may, she probably didn't bring with her. They had production provide. I mean, I, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. And I agree with you, Eric. I think that if a queen said this will make better television, if you can, you know, provide this, you know, for me to do this or whatever, I, they got two days, they can make it work. Um, and, but, and I, yeah. I honestly think that, um, I don't think that her lip sync against Scarlett was completely one-sided either. I think Scarlett actually gave a really good lip sync to the share song. And I don't think that Silky's bottle of water was anything amazing that she poured all over her chest. I, I don't understand like, the bottle of water. The theory, I think again, we're quoting race chasers all the time. It sort of made sense that it was like, instead of pouring it on your face and on your hair, like you're giving part of that by pouring it, but it was like the chips thing, which actually that sort of made sense eventually if you put it all together with everything. But I, I'm not saying Silky was the best all the time, but I think overall she was really fun. And most of them were at least the edits we saw pretty straightforward. Like, yeah, okay. She, we see why she won, you know, cause that I, is an edit, right? That's, that's not a, there's right. no objective way to know in the room who was the better lip sync? The right. best it, you can do is judged by the edit. It's 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 an artistic contest, just like if you watch the Olympics. Obviously, any sort of artistic sport like gymnastics or ice skating, you're never necessarily going to agree with the Russian judge or whatever. <laughs> um, so, RuPaul gets to make executive decisions and whatever. If she likes, it's what she likes better than another person. So. Um, I, I just think it, I would have been fine if Scarlett had won that lip sync. Um, I think Jan did win her lip sync. I Jan won that. The only time that, that, uh, that, that edit changed was when that horrible cardboard pizza box guitar <laughs> came out. <laughs> Bedazzled. Uh, and, yeah. And the, the thing was that was, Silky didn't do a bad job of lip syncing. It's the fact that, and I get she tried to, you have you have to in that sort of series of events, you have to try and give a little bit more each time. But she found a way that okay, I'm gonna props seem to work, so I'm gonna use props and props and props and props and props and. And then she became the carrot top of the drag world. It's fine. <laughs> Um, she got but a as plastic far- surgery and hung out at Parliament. No, and became super jacked as, and muscular. I mean, you know, it happens. And as far as the Barbie girl lip sync, I give her props for her still saying I'm going to do it. Especially since how I don't know how much time she spent preparing herself. So I'd be pissed to have to go through at least an hour of makeup and whatnot to just be told, okay, you don't have to perform. I'd be like, I'm going to perform. I put this face on. I'm going to perform for y'all. I feel like um, they had she's a pageant know. girl. She's a pageant girl. Yeah. And that's sucking up to the judges yeah. for more favor. And I'm not saying it's yeah. wrong because it's, yeah. it's right. Like it's, you know, it's what you, you do. Use, use, use your time in front of the camera and your judges. But it's exactly also, what she did in the pageant this weekend. That was not great. <laughs> so it's a, <laughs> it's a matter of using it to your advantage wisely. Sorry, but, Brian, but I as kept far, talking over but you. But as far as the as far as that lip sync itself, I think people are giving it more praise than it deserves. It is not and in any way 
the first time or originating the concept of the half and half outfit. We've seen lots of those on season seven. They did a challenge where that was their runway. Um, how many times has I've got you, babe, been done? Sunny and share half and half. It's islands in the stream. I, yeah, I didn't think that her makeup job was that great, and I didn't like the outfit she was wearing. Again, this is my personal opinion on it, but I didn't think it was over the top praiseworthy. Cancelled. Um, You're cancelled there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, again, no one's saying this is brand new to drag. I think it's just that it was good enough. They wanted her to go. Like This is where, again, I've always been critical of Drag Race for the storyline and the heavy editing and produ- production. And I think what is it Willem calls it the whole structured or t- t- the, the Drag Race is an unstructured reality competition. This is where that line between unstructured and structured evidently is blurry. Um, but, you know, overall, I think they made it fit the editing that they presented, you know, uh, and they were fun. They were fun, if nothing else. And the you should watch the the unplu- unplugged. Oh God, I'm unplugged, untucked. Wow, uh, the untucked for this the 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 SmackDown Redemption whatever. I thought it was really funny, be- specifically because they did that whole edit where they had both uh, silky characters like talking oh, to each geez. other. I thought that was funny. I really dug that. I you know it's stupid. It's it's one of those, but it, it was fun. I I enjoyed that of all the untucked. But I will I'm, say. Silky, as far as her, I will take nothing away from her talent. I will take nothing away from her drag. She obviously spends a lot of time on it. It's She does her drag very well. Her personality and attitude is something that I'll probably never enjoy. And when she first came back for this season, yes, she had mellowed out and was more humble. I think just because of some of the hardships from what was portrayed from her from her first season. Obviously that got brought up in um, the mirror chats, but, and yes, you said that obviously for this situation, you have to put on some bravado for these lip sync um, duels, but it was just like that Mimi thing. When uh, Chad Michael said, Oh, we thought Mimi had changed when she came back, but Nope. Same old Mimi, same old silky. Back, 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 back again. Um, change your costume. Change it around. Change it around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a lot for one episode. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, I, I 100% agree with you. I, I mean, I said it already, but I, I would have loved it to have been parceled out as extra. Not this whole thing one episode where the girls just sit in their drag tots outfits and watch this whole thing go down. Although it did give us, um, <laughs> pussycat Trinity giving the most nooch. Like, Oh my God. She was creating nooch out of thin air. That's how much <laughs> nooch was being. given. I loved it. It was, I mean, it was, it was fine. I really, I wasn't paying, I guess, much attention during the Scarlet and Silky one. I know that there is a bit of a divide online as far as um, the the thought on that lip sync. I 100% agree that Jan should have continued on, but we know what RuPaul says about uh, Jan. Um, 
Fuck your drag is what she says. She just says, not this. <laughs> um, and also, if you're listening and you think that it would be funny to go up to Jan and say, Jan, Jan, she's a man. Don't. Oh, oh don't, don't do it. Don't. Like, that's just ridiculous. If you are not friends, like actual legitimate friends, like if you can't pick up the phone and text or call a queen, then don't use inside jokes that the queens have with them. So whether or not it was an inside joke or maybe it was just something that they can laugh and kiki about later, you don't have that type of relationship with them. Um, yeah, I, I it, it, it was it was what it was. I, I wish it had been done earlier. I would have liked to have seen it happen before it was even like okay we're i would have even been okay with like top well top six is a snatch game now but yeah i guess right after snatch game i guess or even right before snatch game and like you know push it back that midpoint of the season is a nice point to do it because the queens that went out early gives them a chance to come back for a couple of episodes if they do come back but when you get that far into it, especially somebody like Silky who was out in episode three, you're not talking six episodes later. That's a lot to be to be out for. And I just it was shitty to do to Trinity. <laughs> really, that's what it comes down to. All I can say is if I hear game within a game one more fucking time, I think I'll lose it. And every time they said it, all I could think of was plans within plans. Uh, it's a Dune thing, but it's like it's just they said they could have changed it up more. It would have been, I would have appreciated that. Yeah. Hey, we'll just wait till we start doing a podcast within a podcast. Ah, don't we already do that sort of? <laughs> we <sometimes>? do, <laughs> we do a lot of times. So I think otherwise, I don't think any of lip sync, Silky's lip syncs were anything to write home about. The props were fun at the beginning, grew tiresome. I just don't think that she's always a, a full out entertaining lip syncer as far as like if she just had to lip sync and perform without extras. And we saw that in season 11 and she utilized the props to prop her up during these performances. Enough about that. Let's talk about the finale. After Eureka was eliminated, came back, eliminated Trinity in the cunt monologues. Then we get this is our country. With our top four of Raja, Eureka, Ginger, and Kylie. What were your thoughts on this finale and the crowning of our newest winner and our newest inductee into the Drag Race Hall of Fame? Spoiler alert. Kylie Sonique Love. I called it. I called it. Eric, what did you think of the finale? I thought apart from the quality of a bass song i thought it was a good episode i mean these last episodes for all-stars are pretty much going to be the same format each year in that that's what the final challenge is going to be it's going to be a song and it's going to be their best drag on the runway and then they're going to lip sync and that's what this was and there wasn't anything wrong with that it was just um I think there have been better final songs, finale songs. And um, I thought. I'm Roxy Andrews and I'm here to make it clear. I know you love me, baby. <laughs> That's why you brought me here. 
Um, I thought that as far as lyrically, I thought all four were fine. Um, I still don't necessarily think that Kylie got the bandana down. But... Oh, she did not. <laughs> <laughs> she made it work, though. She made it work. Yes, it didn't fumble no, I'm, not, it. I'm not saying her performance was bad. I'm just saying she did not get that bandana the way that... Uh, Jamal was no, yeah. yeah Jamal yeah. wanted wanted it up in like a a, a clean like a, a yeah. strategic strike, and Snatch. she just she just caught it and made sure it worked. Yeah. She didn't drop yeah. it. Yeah. That was the big thing. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. I think um, she looked great in the video. I thought the performance was really good. I thought um, I liked what Raja did on the video a lot. Um, I thought that. Ginger was given some bad choreography and <laughs> was not able to execute it very well. <laughs> Rather unfortunate. Um, and then, yeah, Eureka was there too. Um, <laughs> I mean, part of her entrance look, I was like, did she just, she just came full circle from her entrance look back to the, the video. She, she had one of those in every color. Um, <laughs> like Ginger's ugly boots. <laughs> And then as far as the finale runway, I thought that they all looked good. Um, I did like Kylie's outfit. I was wondering if it was necessarily finale level. Um, But, I mean, she still looked fantastic. It was just, I don't know. As You're far as the finale, wrong. I thought it was lacking a little bit. <laughs> um, that's all, and I and I would have been happy with uh, three out of the four winning, and Kylie was one of them. So the first three that were winning. said before the long pause, <laughs> they uh, edited yes, that yes. so shady. It was like Raja, <laughs> Kylie, Sonique, Love, Ginger, Minge. Eureka. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. You wanted to make us... Were you, were you really just trying to make us sit there and go, oh, y'all going to eliminate Eureka? <laughs> yeah. Yep, but that, that... I thought it was a good finale, and I'm happy with our new champion. You're a champion. Greatest of them all. <laughs> Brian, what were your thoughts on the finale? I love the song... Um, I agree that Ginger's choreo was, um, unfortunate, uh, her outfit, by the way, I don't know if you saw our friend of the show, Gidget Galore did that for her and it looked amazing. That dress fucking best she's ever looked on that runway. That was gorgeous. I was, I didn't realize Gidget made it, but fuck it. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was so pleased. And I didn't know at first either. And as I saw Ginger post about it, I was like, oh my God, so great. But I mean, that song, think about what it is. I mean, you have to remind yourself like five years ago, two years, one year ago, country wasn't what it is now. We didn't have Lil Nas X when he did country. (laughs) I think he's moved past that now. Uh, We didn't, Orville Peck was still coming up, you know, like we Trixie had just sort of started like, I guess a couple years ago, it it just, it's changing the game a a lot. 
uh, I was at the curling club this weekend here in Seattle and I told somebody that I had done drag and it was a straight guy and he's probably in his like twenties and I was kind of sheepish about it. It, Long story how it came up, but he was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. You need to show me right now. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like I forget how much culturally drag has like, insinuated itself because of drag race mostly but not entirely but somewhat and and it's just it's really cool i'm i was so tickled by that uh, experience but yeah having a country song by drag queens uh that was actually good whoever did this song don't let them go off and become a crazy person like uh what's your what's his bitch uh who Lucian by the way Keani, also, who's apparently whew. making amends and getting better and getting the help yeah yeah he just got arrested again, though. I don't know. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> take it all back. <laughs> yeah, he had a relapse or something. I don't know. But no, I, I really enjoyed the, the the last episode. They're never as epic as the main show, the main season, uh, COVID notwithstanding. Um, Kylie's did, look, I loved. I also love that Kylie won. I think that in some ways begins to uh, address an injustice or a just... Mm, I don't know the, the, the fact that drag race has been somewhat trans uh, and problematic. Uh, yeah. It's been a thing. So I'm glad they addressed that and righted their wrongs in some ways. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I thoroughly liked all their, all, all Eureka uh, Raja, all of them did such amazing uh, final numbers or final lip syncs. Uh, though I also did not love stupid love as the last, uh, lip sync i think that's a little underwhelming but yeah overall loved all of them all of them could have been amazing winners i kind of wish ginger had won but i am thrilled that kylie won absolutely and i will agree with you on on a lot of it i don't think it was a great song the girls did what they did and i get eureka's but I don't. I, it was what it was. <laughs> it it was the least lyrically um, straightforward and not in a in a good way. Like Raj's was kind of dense in certain ways and powerful, but I think of all of them, Ginger really boiled it down to a perfect. Like, I mean, Ginger. If nothing else, this All Stars demonstrated that Ginger is such a force. Her talent is so well-refined for years of her performing as a improv, uh, you know, sleuths uh, and, and drag and just everything she's done as an actor, like demonstrates so much her, her talents um, and her skill, but, but Eureka. Um, yeah. Lyrically not so great. The other thing I will say, and you sent this to our group, Kylie's performance in this was great, but her song and the video that they did for her, I forgot what's what's the what's her Complete new release, her me. song called? Complete Me. If you have not seen that, dear listeners, please go out and find that. Stream Some it, the watch most... the video, fucking watch the video for sure, but stream it, support fucking I was done. Done, yeah. done, done. She had an amazing day that day with being crowned the winner and releasing that song and video fucking done so good i i was so moved it's like this is the thing i want to send all of my friends and even family who 
don't understand the struggle of transgender individuals. It, it was just so beautiful. Uh, if you don't know some of the people involved, uh, I'm sure there's a lot more to the story, but there's different people they bring in. Uh, the trans man, Ezra, um, is actually Bob's boyfriend. Um, Bob, uh, the drag queen. Oh, I don't know that Ezra was trans. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I mean, he has the tattoos. If you notice, like, he's got the, the, the top scar surgery covering. tattoos. Yeah, yeah. The, the scar covering. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I follow Ezra on Instagram. But, like, overall, like, it's such a beautiful, such, such a beautiful song. And Kylie sounds amazing. This is the thing I didn't realize. And I remember we interviewed Kylie, you know, years ago now, a few years ago. And I, I think she talked about singing and some, some, of the, some of the stuff she was sort of looking at doing more. But man, I wish we, I wish she had done that or sooner. Cause she's got such a good voice and that I, drawl. Oh, it's so cap. It's so good. Like she should never have tried to minimize that. It is so, it so rounds her out as a person. I think to have that, that character of the accent, you know, I am glad that she sang it in that register because a lot of what she's put out, she's put out a few different songs. She had, Hey, hater. That video came out a couple of years ago. Um, she has a Christmas song, Santa baby. I'm trying to remember these oh. things and actually like get them right. Cause she's yeah. my friend. Although, you know, she didn't text me back, whatever. Oh. And I missed her last night. She was at Miss Continental. Raja, Eureka and Sonique were all three of the top four. Right. Miss Continental last night, no uh, way. supporting Trinity K. Bonet, uh, <laughs> top five of oh, Star Tr- Trinity was, uh, I didn't know Trinity was running. Yes, I actually hung out with Trinity on Friday night. No uh, way. Yes. Now let me get this straight. So this is this is a little inside. Trinity's of Chaser, right? She she likes her her bears. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's quite possible. Trinity might just I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily that's like the the her preferred type. I mean, she may just, you know, whatever. I I, her, I, I don't personally I don't know. Her monologue and the fact that she and Eureka had like this connection made me suspect that she likes her thicker. I don't know about the, the bearish side, but like, I, anyway, I just was sitting there like, huh? Okay. All right, girl. I see the you. Only, the only one that I know of for sure that, that is uh that is a, a thinner queen that prefers um, thick thickums is uh Pearl. And that she's definitely, she loves the bears. If you have not followed Pearl on Instagram, Pearl is on this epic journey throughout nature with her husband, partner, boyfriend. I'm not sure. And I actually messaged her because she was out in Oregon and I was like looking, she's like, she's like on like, like, like a mobile journey through the wilderness and getting these amazing, her Instagram is amazing. Uh, and I was like, you need to come up here to Seattle. The the, the nature, the the wilderness, you love it. Anyway, so yes, Pearl uh, for sure. And Jocelyn. I mean, obviously the original, the OG <laughs> of all the bear aficionados, I would say. True. I was about to be like, what is his name? I think his name is Patrick. <laughs> so Is it really? I, I think so. I think that's her, was her fiance husband. Uh, I think that was his name. Um but yeah, Trinity was Trinity competed for Miss Continental. Silky competed for Miss Continental Plus. Um, Trinity did not place in the top five, unfortunately, for her. Um, but I saw some of the pictures. I did not get to go to that competition contest competition. But Roxy was there. There was there was a whole oh. plethora of 
former RuPaul's Drag Race contestants who uh, were all are all big pageant queens, uh, and uh, Kylie. <laughs> Kylie was isn't a big pageant queen, but she was here in town as well, and uh, I did not get to see her unfortunately. Well, Kylie holds a special place in all our hearts. Uh, I don't know if your listener listeners know this, but you were her manager for a, a time. We ran her website. Uh, I mean, you know, if you if you have ever tweeted at Exosonique, you're welcome. <laughs> I was the one who helped rebrand her uh, her social media and uh, start uh, you know some of that stuff that the process of that stuff as she was kind of getting herself going and. It, it was never meant to be a manager position, but I did uh, do some of that. And we did some merch and I I have not, but I should do a, a cute little post with my uh, my one of a kind Exosonique uh, shirt that she when we did the order, she got one one made in a, in a specific color because I wanted that color. So she said that she'd make it have it made for me. So Aww. I should do that and uh, do a little post about it. But. Return a call, bitch. No. <laughs> well, you know that she is like all, all of them. And, and Ginger, too. Ginger is doing, she's rounding out an epic run at Provincetown. Yep. Which, God bless her and CJ for being out there and trying to stay safe in the midst of uh, all that. But, like, she's she's killing it. She's selling out shows. She's got her new single, Stand Tall, out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's so cool. Eureka's got the new We're Here season two coming up. She just did a collab with uh, Trixie, uh, another friend of the show. Uh, on you, on who Trixie's doesn't YouTube. respond to my text messages after she won All Stars? There's a pattern with my friends who are queens. Yeah, <laughs> they win All Stars. No, and and I I texted Kylie the day of um, when the show premiered. I think they did a finale and everything the night before, and that's when they, there's a video. If you go on Instagram, I think the World of Wonder Instagram or RuPaul's Drag Race Instagram has the video with the the top four actually seeing who won, and it's adorable. And I I cried a little bit when I watched the episode because I really thought Raja was going to get crowned, and when she said Kylie Sonique Love, I did tear up because that is like that that's that's our girl like that that's fantastic um and then watching the video and watching her reaction it was so pure and so genuine and i was so happy for her to win because i don't i'm I'm sure she knew that she did well but i i feel like she didn't believe that she would win and to watch her face as it was announced was amazing so you know, I, I texted her the day of all of that, and I was like, "I'm. I know you're being bombarded by calls and texts, but you know, congratulations, you were amazing." And and just, you know, she she's a good friend. Uh, I'm super excited for her, and that concludes. Uh, a f- oh, how can I not mention the fact that when she lip synced, I did not like "Stupid Love" being the the final song as well. But when she came out in her um, "Dead Rose." reborn outfit that's what it was like it was a rose growing back from uh from a wilted stem or like a you know having died and uh being nursed back to life that was the inspiration and the 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 thing that's what she put on instagram for that outfit which was gorgeous she looked fantastic but it was a gown and i was surprised she was going to be in a gown for the lip sync i was almost would have expected the outfits to be reversed and for that to have been her uh final runway 
and then the flag and everything to be her lip sync song. But either which way, when she stumbled on her coat and she slipped and they did that slow-mo fall and then she put her gymnastics skills to work and tumbled through it, rolled through it and landed in a splayed across the top of a grand piano singing to the crowd type of pose. It was everything. It was phenomenal. And she proved why she's an amazing entertainer and how even the things that should knock you down will not get you down. Now, with that being said, that concludes another all-star season. Uh, this is our, our hot takes. Feel free to sound off in the comments, send us emails. If you agree or disagree with what we've said, uh, none of us are super precious about our opinions and, and we love to discuss and debate and, and talk about um, the art of drag and this competition show that we all watch sometimes through gritted teeth at times, but uh, yeah, it, it's great. And uh, Vanessa Van Cartier, spoiler alert for Holland season two, she stepped down as Miss, uh, Miss Continental this weekend. So I got to see her perform and um, she just won the challenge that premiered um the day of the first night of continental pageants this weekend so i i actually watched it on friday morning saw that and then went to miss continental elite on friday she performed there and then when we went to the baton afterwards we ran into her and uh i got to congratulate her on uh on all of that and it was it was sweet so uh watch the shows support the girls listen to their music buy their merch and uh just support them especially now with uh, the world being the way that it is they are starting to tour again but it's been a hell of a, a time for for queens and gig workers and artists and all of that so support the queens as best you can and uh with that being said we'll see you next time dear listeners because i am sure that season 14 is not too far away <laughs> and uh within a couple months we will be seeing that we're in holland right now UK season three starts in like a week or, or so, a week and a half. There's just so much going on. And I forgot that, was it Victoria Green? I forgot that she had the open invite to come back. I saw all the queens and I did not notice her. And then I was looking at stuff and saw that she's back. So she yeah. already is my pick because I know who she is. I love her. She was great. And I hope she has a good run. But there is, for again, Drag Race history, right? There is the first... And finally, AFAB Queen uh, on that is problematic. Please do not say that. Oh no, that's uh, fine. Assigned female Wait, no, that's, at birth. That's fine. That's right. It's it's by. I didn't see like, the other term. Yes, so <laughs> I have been corrected on this, and I will get it right enough until it changes. But point is, uh, very excited, and I can't remember their name. <laughs> uh, is it Victoria Scone? That sounds right. It's something it's Scone. Sure. It's Victoria Scone, and I think I might have said Victoria Green. If I did, it's Veronica Green. Veronica, I'm not sure if I, yes. Yeah, I'm not sure if I if I made that mistake, and if I did, I'm just going to correct that now so nobody has to yell at me while they're yelling at their canceled, canceled, device. done. But oh, check out all the check out all the variants. These are the good variants <laughs> of uh, Drag Race. Drag Race Philippines is coming. All of these pretty soon. All seven continents will have their own version of Drag Race. I think um, Canada season two is probably coming at some point in the not too distant future. Lots of drag. Go watch it. Go support it. And uh, join us back here in two weeks for more piping 
steaming scald oh no it's wrong 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 podcast wrong podcast we'll be back in two weeks <laughs> with more flame on bye bitch even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.